Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome in Wednesday, October 18, 2023. It's time for the Gabe Coon Show. Wonder what we're going to be talking about today. I wonder. Maybe there's a front page story on ESPN about the city's premier basketball player that we'll have to discuss off the top, but it'll be fun regardless. I'm Gabe Coon, your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on X at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That would be Connor Dunning. On X at C Dunning 929 Connor, what's the word, brother? Uh, (laughs) What's up, man? I feel you, dude. I feel you. I I didn't expect to see this on a Wednesday. What's interesting, though, is I did kind of get tipped off to something in the world of Ja last week by a good buddy. I didn't know if it was going to be some new accusation or it was going to be some type of piece like this. It ended up being a piece like this. Uh, Of course, ESPN tabbed a story, Baxter Holmes and Tim McMahon on the case doing some reporting. Then the alligators got him inside John Morant's 18-month downfall. We'll talk about it here in a second. We have overreaction and not an overreaction off the top of the show. Three hours of talk on the way courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. I'll have some uh, NBA news and notes to get to. We have James Harden no-showing. No-showing to 76ers camp. Any surprise? Do you have a surprise, Luke? I'm I'm definitely not surprised. Yep. Um, So that happened. And then I want to bring up something that I saw last night in some NBA preseason basketball has to do with the Boston Celtics. And damn, they're good. That's all I'm going to say before we get to it. I'll I'll break down the stats and discuss that. Take a trip around the NFL at 530. Small talk at 550. Get into the Blitz around 630. The Blitz is going to be interesting. We'll talk about James Harden there. But also, uh, very interesting notes about monetary value of NIL of Colorado quarterback Shador Sanders, and what staying in college versus going to the NFL would mean. He's going to have a decision on his hands. We'll discuss that as we get to the Blitz. And then, finally, as far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins from the Jeff Calkins Show on the Daily Memphian Wonder, what we'll be talking to him about. And then 6 o'clock, we'll get, to, we'll get a little bit of a respite from the jaw from the jaw story with Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas. We'll talk some college football, some Razorbacks, some SEC 
that'll be fun to catch up with Ty. But I, I don't really want to waste time today. Let's just go ahead, hop into overreaction, not an overreaction. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are to wild and crazy guys. That's crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. Now, what could we be discussing, Connor? What what could be first with overreaction and not an overreaction? ESPN released a story today on John ja Morant. Did they? They did. Uh, we well, can call it a story. Yeah. Some people have a different name for it. It is written by Baxter Holmes and Tim McMahon and is titled, Then the Alligators Got Him, Inside John ja Morant's 18-Month Downfall. It details using several anonymous sources, changing changes in Ja's personality, and multiple examples of Ja not heeding warnings. It implicates the city of Memphis and T. Morant and Joss issues. This story was unnecessary. Overreaction or not an overreaction? I, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a different thought than some of my colleagues here. I, I'm going to go not an, not an overreaction. This, this was an unnecessary story. Um, I, I just don't quite understand it. Um, we didn't learn anything. Like, I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, I guess you're detailing things, but you're using anonymous sources to detail things. Uh, I know Baxter Holmes was on the case when it came to the Robert Sarver, Phoenix Suns, uh, intrusive investigation. In, investigation. He's a good investigative reporter. But for this particular story, I don't know if I learned anything all that new. Ja not heeding advice. Ja going through a, a, a tough year, getting into trouble with the law, getting into trouble with various people, going out to strip clubs. Like this, is, it, is, is any of that new? Is any of it new? No. Yeah, not, not like that's that's the thing that, that frustrates me about it. And I think anonymous sourcing always just does not hit the same for me. I, I just don't really feel as if anonymous sourcing does anything for me. I, I don't doubt that these sources, they have sources that said these things to Tim McMahon and Baxter Holmes. I don't doubt that in the slightest. But when you can't attach your name to it, how much does it mean? Well, I think... When, I, when it comes to anonymous sources for me, I understand the use of them in journalism and in pieces and things like that. It just doesn't but feel like of, this but is... But some of these things you could attach your name to. No, We're talking about business I, I owners around I, the that's area. That's what I mean. It's, it's, when it comes to you know pieces like the Sarver thing, yeah, like I understand not wanting to put your name on something when you're dealing with a, with a system of sexual oppression, harassment, sexual harassment, racism. racism. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. A business owner talking crap about John Morant, put your name on no, it. Why not? It's... it's I I don't I don't understand that that's why when I read it to me it it made it feel more tabloidy to me because it was anonymous source anonymous source anonymous source and then there was well, these sprinkled in opinions that's especially what, about the city of Memphis and T Morant T Morant and rap music that I have a lot of problems with that I got problems the with the undertones with the rap music discussion was very strange. they were not very subtle not at all um but, yeah, that's what made it tabloidy to me. It's like throwing out that T. Morant doesn't have a hold on his son, throwing out that a business owner said the, he, uh, he warned Ja that the, or warned T that the city of Memphis can change you, all these. That felt tabloidy to well, me. Well, and then the that, part like, about that's, that's, the pitfalls. That's injected opinion. And then the, the part about the pitfalls of former Memphis Grizzlies. Who are we talking about? Yeah. Who I, are we talking pitfalls of what Memphis Grizzly has come here and struggle? It's, if, fact, if they're, if they're talking about Lorenzo Wright, you need to get that story straight. I, I, I think uh, also we've seen examples of guys that came to Memphis and latched onto the city and were better for it. I look at Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. Two guys Mike that Conley, had struggles Marcus, early. Every but no, player two, that comes those two guys here, in particular had, str- had struggles off the court early in their career. They came here and maybe they moved a little different. Maybe they didn't change all that much, but they stayed out of all the the nastiness that that may have plagued the early part of their career. So like I I don't really I don't really get it. I don't I don't really understand this whole thing. Um it just 
it, I feel it's unnecessary, but I will say this. In all fairness, you can report on what you want to. You can write about what you want to. I'm, I'm not mad at Tim McMahon or Baxter Holmes by any stretch of the imagination for putting this out there. Their job is to go report on something, find a good story, and put it out there, publish it on ESPN. Right. And quite frankly, they did their job pretty well today. This is going to be the most talked about thing in the NBA, in NBA circles for the day, if not the week. So they did a good job in, in regards to uh, you know, selling what they need to sell. And let's be honest, struggle sells. Uh, negativity at times does sell. Um, but I, I think ultimately for me, <laughs> I don't really get frustrated with the story being written because I think there's going to be more where this comes from. You know what I mean? This is what comes with the territory of John Morant being the face of the NBA, a young face of the NBA, and having his struggles. This is not the last we'll hear of it. This comes with that territory. It's unfortunate that it comes with the territory, but this is what happens. Right. I do think this was misguided, a little unnecessary, but I don't expect this to be the last we hear. No, I think that I think that Mark Giannato actually kind of hit the nail on the head talking about how you know this is going to be a story until he comes back and. While even I, when he comes back, I would even imagine we're going well to have some well-timed stories well, by the time the, the we get truth, to the game truth number of the matter, 26. The truth of the matter is the only person that can change the narrative here is John Moran. 100%. And I think the reason this piece bothers me and so many others is the timing of it and how, by all accounts, we've heard that Ja is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. We, we have the quotes from Taylor Jenkins and the, and the Grizzlies players yep. today in support of John Morant. It felt unnecessary, to your point, because at what point do we get honest about what's going on here? This is a, this is a 24-year-old who had a really rough stretch when he was 23 years yep. old. He is a young man who came from very humble beginnings. And that's another reason I had a problem with the Team Morant stuff. And, 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 By all accounts, Team Morant did what he was supposed to do with uh, John Morant. He got him to the NBA. He was a, Sounds like he's a great father. I don't like taking shots at fathers because of the behavior of some of this. Ja, ja had a rough nine months here. He's a 23-year-old. Let's stop blanketing everybody. Well, but also, like, Connor, just generally speaking, he's a 23-year-old that has a five-year, $194 million right. contract. He and he struggled. wasn't highly recruited. He was a late bloomer, got into Murray State, right. um, one of his very few D1 offers. And, like, it's hard to grow this fast. It's hard to be overnight become this superstar well, in the NBA. And, in, and you have to go through growing pains. And, I like, I don't think any father is – ready to take on the responsibility of their son that makes multi-million dollars, that, that right. is on their own, that, that is a breadwinner for the family. It's, it's a hard transition. And, you know, I, you could have conversations about T maybe being more involved and trying to you know, get this thing nipped in the bud quicker. But, like, in the end of the day, it's on John. We've been saying this the entire time. The entire discussion has been everywhere else except for on jaw, yeah, right. It's on jaw to get it right. And I, again, after these twenty-five games, if he comes back like I expect him to, um, and and lights the world on fire and shows who he is again, which I fully expect him to, stories like this are going to be meaningless. Let's be honest. I'm just not down with defining a twenty-four-year-old by the actions he made during a big change in his life. He made mistakes. He made mistakes. The consequences came with the mistakes. He has a twenty-five game suspension. He lost a good amount of money yep. because of the mistakes that he made. We've got to give this kid an opportunity to show that he is improving and not just in this. 
it, the timing of this makes, I mean, well, I, it makes sense from well, a I'll click say, standpoint. Well, but it's, yeah, it's come a week, on. It's a week before the first before game. It's a week before the season. But honestly, I, I was thinking about this, and I think I've changed my tune. When I first saw it, I said it's a week before the season. This was timed out. Yeah, they, they knew what they were doing. But honestly, if it was a day before the season, it would have been worse. If it was right as the season started, it would have been worse. If they would have dropped it right before Ja got on the floor, it would have been worse. So I don't know. Like I, the timing, I, I think the Grizzlies would be okay with seven days before the start of the season, get this thing behind them, get into the regular season. I don't disagree with anything They're you just right. said. I think my point is this is a story that should have come out in the summer. Like this is a summer story. This yeah. isn't a – this. just to your point – there's there's a few details here that we may not have had, but they were kind of the details that we were able to fill in the blanks on with the, with no, what we had already heard. The only thing I'd say to that is I feel like maybe the reporting had to do like Tim McMahon was in Memphis for the beginning of training camp and everything. Maybe the reporting wasn't fully done. But that's what I kind of mean though. It's like why are we doing like they're talking about things that happened in February in this piece. Yeah, and I understand that it's it's over an 18 month span that they're looking at. It just feels, to your point, they unnecessary. Had, they had to get for their anonymous sources all, all figured and out. And I am extremely curious how many sources they had to go to to get a quote like that. Because listen, I'm not going to pretend like John Morant is a saint around. <laughs> like no. it doesn't make that didn't make mistakes. Ja put himself in this situation. We got to get that clear. Ja put himself here. Ja's got to get himself out of this situation. But just some of the stuff about the city of Memphis. The rap music having an effect on him. <laughs> T. Morant being the cause of it. All of that crap just doesn't – that is unnecessary. That is trying to uh, pass blame onto other things. And to be, to be quite honest, they have undertones in them that I do not appreciate. The, the line about the struggling city yeah. was so unnecessary because that wasn't a quote. That was – they wrote that. Struggling city of Memphis. What, is, what do you mean struggling city of Memphis? <laughs> Memphis has its problems. Don't kick, don't kick us when we're down. I don't under, I just don't understand the attacks on the city, the, why they tried to frame T the way that they did. I understand talking about Ja because he put himself here. Everything else, though, it felt like a shot and was unnecessary. We can also talk about that title. A title has undertones, yeah. too. Now, here's, here, I have a couple of questions. And the first one is, who's the, who's the inside source for the Grizzlies? I think I gotta like guess. The, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have, you know, like the timing of it, I think, Whatever. I don't think they're they're necessarily overly worried about that. They'd rather it not come out. Ultimately, we get that. But I think their worry at this point is looking at that that article and seeing Grizzlies inside source source within the Grizzlies. That's where they're wondering. Their antennas are going up and saying, "Who the hell? Right? Who, who is who's who's doing this? Who who within the organization is doing this? I've heard like Danny Green out there, but he's not part of the Grizzlies right now. But he is with ESPN, and he's he's around there all the time. Um, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but that that's a problem. Like having in- intrusive secrets in like these conversations that are had behind closed doors getting out to the public. Sure. That's a problem for the Grizzlies. It is a problem for They've the Grizzlies. They've had to deal with a lot already and and to have someone behind the scenes feeding this stuff to Tim McMahon and Baxter Holmes, that's a problem. Sure. I just I have doubts that it's anybody of importance to be quite honest right. within the Grizzlies. I I I would be surprised well, if it based was anybody. On, based on some of these quotes we saw today from guys, you know, Taylor Jenkins, Xavier Tillman. Taylor Jenkins said, I read the article and I'm not going to comment on anonymous sources. I'm not really going to comment on the past. I'm really focused on the present and the strides he is making, positive strides. Xavier Tillman said, it's really on the annoying side. Yes. Everybody knows about the situation. We are all working to get past it. The fact that we are bringing it up and nothing else is going on is kind of like, what are we doing? I, I mean, I agree with uh, their sentiments there, but like based on what they're saying, 
They 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 feel a type of way about this. Yeah, out. I think I just I wish it's 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 an act in futility because this is not the reality of what's going on. Like you said, it's going to be the biggest story for the Grizzlies. The first twenty five games, we're going to see more of these things. I just I have problems with the undertones that were in this. I have problems with the T. Morant stuff, the rap music stuff, the city of Memphis things. I don't really have a problem with a lot, with some of the John Morant stuff because, like you said, it is accurate reporting. It is truthful. Yeah. The anonymous quotes, I think, were. You know, you can look at them as you will. But in this piece, they also talked about who Ja Morant was before the pre- previous yeah. 18 months. That's who Ja is. That's who Ja is. The kid that came from humble beginnings. He had no red flags, a scout said. That's who Ja is. We have got to give this kid an opportunity to get back to who he is. And yep. we have got to support him. And that's why it's also been bothering me today that some people were saying, well, this is, this is good journalism, so you have to accept it as it is. It can be good journalism. I'm not really interested in that conversation. It doesn't mean that you have to say, oh, I agree with everything in here because it's good journalism. No, you can say, hey, some, of this, some of this question, stuff is unfair. Yeah, back to our original, the, the, the overreaction, not an overreaction. It could be good journalism and not be necessary. Right. It could still be unnecessary and good journalism. Like, was, were the business the owner quotes necessary you, you in this piece? You can do all the reporting in the world, but, like, I again, I just feel like overarchingly, I don't know if I learned anything all that new. I just no. like that's that's my that's my biggest issue, and I think that the other issue I have is this article in general does try to shape the way you feel about his father right. and the way you feel about the city of Memphis, and that just feels unnecessary in a in a big way. But, it's it, I'm not gonna it's not dishonest, but it certainly leaves out a lot because yes, there may be stories in the to, city like it's leading you to believe a certain way, and, right? And and and. and Cast your blame on certain people and certain ulterior. It's factors. leading. Yeah, it tries to lead you a certain way, and I just I I'm not well a, because not with the story about the business owners. Sure, they may have had bad experiences with John Moran. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that they were lying. They may, but I have a feeling that it took them some time to find those anonymous <laughs> quotes because. We know a ton of stories about John Morant doing very good things for the city of Memphis and the community. I just, I'm tired of the constant negativity toward this kid. No laws were broken here, okay? No laws were broken. He was a 23-year-old that made some mistakes. We have got to stop acting like he committed some heinous crime when we have real heinous crimes that are happening in the NBA right now yeah, and aren't really yeah. being talked about. The Kevin Porter Jr., Miles Bridges situations, I understand. Um, it's frustrating. But it's again, extremely like, frustrating. But, but, but back to it, and we're going to move on here shortly, get some Tigers UAB. It does, in his young age, with the star that he possesses, it does come with the territory. This sure. Is just, it's I a mean, learning lesson. Like, in the end of the day, you could make the case Jod did this to himself. He did. So, I, in, you know, I'm not going to get too worked up over it in the, Let me do that. in the meantime. I think <laughs> other people can do that. And, again, when the next one comes out, because I guarantee there will be a next one about John Morant trying to dig up, you know, the bodies try to dig up all the all the different details of the past eighteen months. It's just the fall of John Moran. We'll talk he, about it he, again, and people will get all mad again. It's just it, it comes with the territory, and it's unfortunate that it comes with the territory. It's, just, it's a bit dramatic. Yes. All right, moving on. Tigers at UAB this weekend. ESPN two game at eleven a.m. UAB is two and five, and is coming off a forty-one to twenty loss to UTSA. There's nothing to worry about this weekend, overreaction or not an overreaction. <laughs> Fat overreaction. Come on now. I, you can't just say, like, UAB's not just 2-5, and five, right? UAB is 2-5, and five, but 
when you look at their schedule, it's tough, man. Their five losses came to Georgia Southern, who's been a very solid football team this year. I mean, a really good football team this year in the Sun Belt. Um, Louisiana, who's been really solid since Billy Napier got that program on, on its good, uh, uh, in, in good standing. You were at Georgia. Then you had Tulane. You did beat South Florida, and you lost to UTSA. All five losses are pretty expected. And then against South Florida, they hung 56 points. I want to make it very clear. This UAB team is very talented and has the capabilities of beating this Memphis team if this Memphis team putzes around and has issues. There's no question about it. Jacob Zeno, their quarterback, completes 74% of of his passes. They have some relatively talented wide receivers out there. Sean Atkins is a good player. Um, or not Sean Atkins. What am I talking about? Um, I'm losing my mind. Uh, but uh, Tajon Palmer's a really good player. Um, Brandon Buckalter, like they have some good ball players. They have a decent run game. Um, Jermaine Brown in that game against South Florida ran for about 116 yards. And when you look at the Memphis side of the whole thing, Connor, do you know? Ryan's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Overfield's record in three years in conference road games. Care to take a guess? I don't know if it's good or bad. It's very bad. Oh, God. It's 2-10. and ten. Oh, yikes. And you know that the two wins bad. are only against Navy. Oh, that's not good. So, just generally speaking, I don't care how talented the other team is. If you go on the road uh, for a conference game and you look at how this tenure has gone for Ryan... There's a lot of reasons to be skeptical skeptical about them getting over top. Do I think that this Memphis team's more talented, a better overall team than UAB? Yes. Yes, I do. Of course I believe that. But we've seen this team 
not execute to the best of their ability and have issues. So I absolutely think there is reason to worry about this game. And I think we learn a lot. These next two games, when you're talking about going on the road in conference, something that the Tigers with Ryan Silverfield are 2-10 at doing, these next two games at UAB, at North Texas, they define a lot about this team. And I know that that's, you know, cliche, we know that, but we'll, we'll, we'll learn more than we have about this team through the first six these next two weeks. I think the most important thing is you have to win this game to avoid apathy from the fan base because that will come quickly. We have seen it come quickly with the Memphis Tigers football team the last few years. It is on the brink of it happening this season, and you cannot allow that to happen. You can't let it happen. You had a lot of momentum. You lost a big game, one that you could argue that you should have won. you got to bounce back this week from everybody. Silverfield's got to bounce back. Hennigan absolutely has yep. to bounce back. You need to see a bounce back from the running game. It has got to be. They've got to prove a point this weekend. Now, got, I, think, I mean, just looking at the defense, like the secondary has to, has to prove that, yeah, Get them to third down, stop them in those big moments, and stop giving up big plays downfield. Right. Stop letting people sneak behind you. Chris Brazel against Tulane, just every time he caught the ball, it was a big play downfield, and it set up a scoring drive. They've got to be better there. Everybody has to come together because, I mean, I know they have to have some help when it comes to potentially getting to an AAC championship, and then they'd have to beat SMU and basically win out. But I think they'll get the help they need. If they were to win out, I think that they could – they would likely be in the AAC championship game, the AAC title game. Right. And, again, that excites people. I don't know if anything less than that really gets them over the hump in the excitement category. Well, gets to, people to jump back on. To your point about the defense, we, we, keep, we keep hearing best defense they've had, best defense they've had, best defense they've had in a long time. Show us. Show mm-hmm. it to us. We, we've seen flashes of it. You've had moments. But if we're being honest, they're against lesser competition. Yep. Show it to us against somebody who's up to snuff. Yep. And I think – but, like, truly, really and truly – this is going to be for Seth Hennigan with all the discussion going on around. This is a this is a big make game, a, make or break, big game moment for him. I mean, they're talking. There's people in the fan base talking about Tevin Carter potentially taking over and getting snaps. Like, go show why that is not even close to being the case. That shouldn't happen. Like this, this you start to hear the murmurs. You see all the interceptions he's been throwing. He's going to have to put it on his shoulders and go make something happen down the stretch of this season to show people, prove people wrong. Yeah. I think that I would also just like to see some creativity from the offense. Well, yeah. And just from play, <laughs> a call, play calling standard. And, you know, it's just – it's. I mean, you know where I stand on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't – I haven't seen it. So I, I don't expect to see it. But, hey, when you are in what you could term as desperate times – you may start to switch how you look at things and put in different packages, find different ways to use your talent, use your athletes. But, I mean, <laughs> we have a year and six-game sample size of Tim Cramsey as the OC and the play caller, and I just I don't see it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen inventiveness. And I, how many times have I said that this year? Like every week? I think every probably. week. <laughs> <laughs> I think after, I mean, even after Bethune, week. you were like, oh, it was kind of – yeah, well, Bethune, like, you, you you know that they're not showing a whole lot. But right. then, like, every single week after well, no, that. But after, we were like, oh, no, that was everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. They don't, yeah, open up the playbook. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they I'm have a playbook sure to did. open up. I think it was open. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I, it just needs to be a bounce-back game, and these next two games on the road, they need to break a trend in a big way. I, again, that stat is just mind-numbing. 
two and ten on the road in conference road games for Ryan Silverfield, and the two wins are against Navy. Has not gotten a win against another conference opponent on the road. That's a mind blowing, scary stat. But definitely need to take this game seriously, and there is reason to be skeptical and a little bit worried about this team on the road in Birmingham. Now, need to go ahead and get to our first break, and we have some happenings in the NBA to discuss. I'm going to tell you about a team I've been seeing play in the preseason. I saw them play yesterday. It's the Celtics, and I'll tell you why. I I look at the Eastern Conference, and I think it's theirs for the taking. Right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Connor, are any of these LCSs going to get interesting? We have 2-0 in each. Rangers have a chance to go up 3-0 at home in Arlington. Max Scherzer on the mound? Are, is this going to be just a lame championship series for both AL and NL? Can I be honest? Yeah. I kind of want it to be because I want the Rangers and the Phillies to advance. Like, yeah. I want those okay. to be the two teams in the World Series. So, I would like to just get to the World Series. I know you've, you've latched on to the Phillies. I've latched on to the Phillies. But, like, Diamondbacks would be a fun story. They would be cool. They'd be cool, but, like, I don't know. They're not ready yet. The Diamondbacks are a really talented young baseball team. Of course team they're not that ready. Have some vets, I don't think like, they're ready yet. But. but, like, you know, Philly's just, it's the story. They keep coming in second place in all these different sports. The Bryce Harper thing, Nick Castellanos has turned into Barry Bonds. It's insane. Like, Kyle Schwarber, Reggie Jackson. It's the <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a fun story. It's the most fun story. Tied for postseason home runs as a left-handed hitter with Reggie Jackson. Nuts. Me? That's Crazy. That is a ridiculous. Well, that's ridiculous. If he makes contact, he hits a home run. Yeah, also a former Red Sox. It's absolutely hurts. insane, but he does show up in playoffs. That's just he certainly he does. Um, but ten nothing last night. That was, that was yeah. Merrill Kelly, you shouldn't have said anything. Was it loud, <laughs> bro? First inning, goodbye. <laughs> I I did go back though, because uh, for those that don't know, Merrill Kelly came out before the game and was talking about Citizens Bank Park and basically said that you know it could be loud. I've never really uh, pitched in that environment. But I doubt it's louder than the Venezuela game in Miami, talking about the World Baseball Classic. It was loud there last night. And then after the game, he did say that he feels like he was taken out of context. I went back and listened to his, like, quote and his presser. He wasn't being, like, he wasn't trying to poke the bear. He just did accidentally. When you see the quote in, in writing versus how he said it, it was a lot more, it was innocent when he said it. Well, we all know that Philadelphia Phillies fans are, very nuanced with the way that they feel, and <laughs> yeah, they take yes, context yes. into into account in all situations. They take everything in stride. Say, like, hey man, they, they, you should you should know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't 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 poke that bear. Don't. I mean, they were loud, dude. They were so loud. Some yeah, of the Phillies, best videos. Phillies fans, I would imagine, like when we talk, just Philly fans in general, when we talk about cities that have pro sports teams, probably the biggest on bulletin board material. I'd have to say, they probably take it to heart. But they were loud last night, well, because and they had point. a lot of reason to be loud. <laughs> it sounded like he was wrong with what he was saying. It's just the wrong team fan base to say it about. Yeah, yeah. Tonight's game, though, before we get to a little bit of NBA, talk a little Celtics. Tonight's game, Scherzer versus Christian Javier tells me I, I really think the Rangers are going to win, especially they're at home, up 2-0 in Arlington. But something in the back of my mind just tells me the Astros will have some magic. The Astros are just – because they've been through, done this so many times, even though they're down 2-0 – it's hard for me to just count them out of 
a series. These guys have been there, done that several times before, defending champs. Like I can tell you from experience, Sox were up 2-0, and then I blinked, and we lost a series. It, can, it happens fast with the Astros. Regular knowledge tells me that the Rangers will, will run away with the series. But, you know, when, when you have that emotional response, seeing a team consistently at the top of the sport, it tells me the Astros are going to come back. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll give a pick later in the show. How about that? How about that? Now, um, we have preseason basketball rolling along, and I, I, have, to, I have to make this clear because um, I saw it last night. And the Celtics ended up winning a game against the Knicks, 123-110. And just on paper, we know that that starting lineup like, looks really good. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum basically as the four, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. But I saw it in action last night. And my God, it's better than I thought. They combined in that 123-110 win over the Knicks for 84 points, 15 for 29 from three. Their starters were 15 for 29 from three. They had six steals. And I think, like, contrary to the past, when we see the Celtics fall short with Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown, we've seen lulls from them in big moments, especially in the playoffs. In the past, turn over the ball, the whole thing. They now have three others in the starting lineup. The entire starting lineup can pick up the slack. It's going to be hard offensively to have a complete off night where all five are just not clicking at the, like, at the exact same time. Someone's going to pick up the slack for someone who's struggling that night. And I, I just I, I see the offense, and the creation is crazy. I mean, Drew Holiday can go create for himself. Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Stapps for a 7-footer, 7-2, whatever he is, can create for himself in a pretty big way. Um, They're shooting, again, 15 for 29 from three, just jumps off the page. Every single guy in that starting lineup can shoot, and you'd say, oh, a couple years ago you said Derek White, I don't know. He was 38% from three last year during the regular season and put up a whole lot more than he has in the past. Tremendous defender, too. And then, that's the third thing. I'm glad you brought it up. It was very timely of you, Connor Dunning. Defense. Drew Holiday, one of the best uh, uh, perimeter defenders in the league. Derek White, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And he can get big on you and go block your shot. I mean, as far as like backcourt members that can sort of body up against people, Derek White did that in a big way last year. Jalen Brown plus defender. Jason Tatum, plus defender. Chris Stapps, uh, you, you can have your thoughts about him, but he's a shot blocker. He's really he's decent around the rim. I think he replaces a little bit of what Robert Williams is going to leave behind. I, I just, if they can stay healthy, Connor, I'm sorry. I feel like that's your Eastern Conference champ. And I'd be hard-pressed, like, and I know the Bucks. I think, are the favorite at most books. Right now, yeah. I'd be hard-pressed to find a more likely NBA champ than that starting five, a better starting five than what they have, more well-put-together. But again, it's it's going to be about injuries and, and how they how they move forward. And I think Chris Stapps, Porzingis would be your biggest worry there. He's had some injuries throughout his career, but he played sixty five game la- games last year. And I think that Al Horford still being on the team even at age thirty seven is a is a hell of a hell you had of a great a year last year. Uh, is a hell of a backup plan. Yeah, and I and I understand freak things can happen, but the rest of the lineup pretty damn reliable. Drew Holiday's usually out there. Derek White doesn't usually get hurt. J- Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown usually on the floor night to night. So that that team just – I didn't expect to be impressed as I am this early because we're talking about preseason, but that that team is is very well put together. The Drew Holiday trade changes the conversation for the Celtics yep. because it felt like they were 
kind of one guy away that we really liked the pieces that they had, but the depth came into question because you're going to have to get a lot from Peyton Pritchard, but now you need Peyton Pritchard just to come off the bench and be a scorer and set up people, which I think he's going to do very well. He's had a really, really good preseason. It just, you know, having Drew Holiday there and Derek White on the perimeter with Jalen Brown, that might be the best perimeter defense that you're going to yeah. find in the NBA between those three. And then Kristaps Porzingis, to your point, is not a bad defender at all in his own right. Jason Tatum is not a great defender, but he's not certainly not a bad one by any stretch of the imagination. So they have set themselves up to be the potential Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals. I would not be shocked at all to see that. I have a little bit of hesitation to call them the favorites because the Denver Nuggets are still around, and that or, starting uh, the, five yeah. is still no, no, I get phenomenal. It. I get it, but I'm talking Eastern right, Conference. Right, but Eastern Conference. Bucks will have one something to five. say maybe, but we'll they talk will. about it, that in a second. It, 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 I think that you're probably right. It, it's, I hate that the simple answer is usually the right answer. It's going to come down to health ultimately. If Kristaps Porzingis can play a full season and he's ready to go for the playoffs, that's a huge bonus. Like you said, last season was probably his most healthy season that he's had in a long time, and he was Excellent. Yes, he was good. so good last year. A lot of people, you know, he was playing for a bad team, so a lot of people didn't see it, but he was very good. Already dealing with some foot issues, but it seems like those aren't, you know, bothering him too much. I mean, 20 and 8, two blocks, not bad at all. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I really like the depth that they have. Hauser's a good player. Like you said, Horford, if he can give them another season, Cornette's not bad at all. Yeah. And then you got Pritchard. I, it's there. You don't want to get down like to Cornette him. being your reserve big, though. No, 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 you, no, you don't. Know, I'm just saying, like to, at worst case scenario, yeah, I, it's not the worst. Like he's he's serviceable. You mentioned the defensive edge that Drew Holiday, Derek White, and Jalen Brown have, and that's apparent. But they're all two way guys. They all can go get it. Well, they can all shoot on offense. The thing is, all five of their guys can hit a three. Yes, at all times. Like the floor spacing should be unbelievable. It's going to be so hard to defend them, and it's going to be so hard to. <laughs> twenty three or fifty two from three, yeah. And it's not like, and I don't. That's that doesn't feel like it's going to be an outlier. You know what I mean? It feels like that can be if what starters, they do every night. Their starters were fifteen for twenty nine from three. That is unheard of. That's unreal. Now I don't think it's going to be that good. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every night. But I think they have enough to, to replicate a performance like that sure. from time to time, to say the least. Well, so They're going to be very hard to score on, and they're going to be able to score the basketball at all three levels. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, it's about injury, staying healthy, but I, I really like what the Celtics have. Um, now, their bench, you mentioned it a little bit, but I think it's actually quite regular. Like <laughs> Peyton Pritchard and Al Horford are your two, your two best bench pieces at this point. But when you get in the playoffs, you only need right. seven or eight. D. Seven or eight, and they got um, they got seven or eight. I, I think there's a very, but like, is there is there a starting lineup that you see in the NBA right now? Because I I don't see one. I, I'm going to be completely honest. With you. 
with you. Is there a starting lineup that you see in the NBA that is better than the Boston Celtics? Better. Better. Pure, I mean, straight up, better. Piece by piece, better. I would say, I don't know if I, better. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I, I just cannot find one. I really De- can't. I would still, I think I'd still say Denver. Okay. I would still say Denver, but I think they might be you're second You're leaning, I mean, NBA champs, you just sort of give them the lean because of that, I feel like. And that's fair. That's completely fair. They've shown that they can do it and they can get through and go win a championship. But I'm sorry, man. Top to bottom, Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Stapps. Creation, shooting, defense. I'll meet what you halfway. Wins I'll say the they're NBA. tied. I'll meet you halfway. I would not be surprised at all to see these two teams meeting each other in the NBA Finals. For the, for the Nuggets, it's going to come down to can Christian Brown do what Bruce Brown did. That's what they need him to do. But that starting five is still phenomenal. And, you know, you got Jokic. Yep. Jokic is the game breaker. Yeah. He's the yeah. game breaker. And by the way, did you see Jokic yesterday? The horses. The video. Yeah. Jamal Murray's like, what are you doing on your phone? And he's like, I'm actually scouting horses right now. And he's like, how many do you have? And he, didn't he say like 10 or 12? Oh yeah, he's got plenty. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't listen that. How much of it do you think is a bit with Jokic? None of it. See, that's what I think too. I don't think it's a bit either. There's none of it. It feels that's who he is. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I don't think. I don't think it's a bit at all. The fact that you get done winning a chance, you you, you get done winning a championship, and he wants to just go back home and get by his horses. It's it's the realest thing ever. He's like Tony Soprano. Well, he just cares deeply about things outside of basketball. And I think it's kind of refreshing, personally. He's going to put 20 and 15 and 10 on you. Yeah, I mean, he, he wins a championship, and I feel like, you know, basketball may not be on the forefront of his mind day to day. You can't say that about everybody. I, I, but, yeah, no, if you're asking me if it's a bit, hell no. That is, that is Nikola Jokic unfiltered. No question about it. Um, now... Damon Giannis, I do want to bring this up. Last night was ugly. You can see that. I, I Dame didn't have a point in the first half, and then five points the entire game. I don't think that's going to be a, a big issue by any stretch of the imagination. I think they'll be fine as they get into the regular season. Um, and I think they'll have something to say about the Eastern Conference when it comes to the Boston Celtics, Bucks, sort of fighting it out. Um, but Giannis and Dame, just looking at that roster, need to be on point offensively. You do have Chris Middleton as an option, but I don't think they have as many elite options as the Celtics by any stretch of the imagination. No. Chris Middleton scares me because of injuries last year. Brooke Lopez is somewhat limited in impact night-to-night on the offensive end, although, I mean, the fact that he has grown a three-pointer throughout his career, that, that helps a whole lot. Bobby Portis is a reserve. Jay Crowder we've seen is streaky. I just, I'm not... I offensively, they're just not they're not there pacing with the Celtics, in my opinion. Now, Giannis and Dame could absolutely make up for it by themselves. That pick and roll is going to be nasty. Dame can pull up from wherever the hell he wants to pull up from. But I just I think it's a little interesting. Defense is what they get what what they need to be a constant. And I feel like they lost a tad bit with Dame over Drew. As much as I agree with the decision to go get Dame and and. Do away with Drew Holiday. I like. I fully get it. You you have to please Giannis. You want Giannis to stay long term. Um, I think you've lost a little bit defensively. Absolutely making that move. So I, defense needs to be their constant, and I don't know if they're going to be the same team they were 
uh, the past few years. Yeah, I still I th- still think it's a you know a great trade for them to make. If you put if you can had a chance to put Giannis and Dame together, you do it ten out of ten yeah. times. But you absolutely lost something on the defensive end by losing Drew Holiday. You could argue he's the best perimeter defender in the league. You know you can make that argument, and I don't think a lot of people would argue against you. Last night, if you're a Bucks fan, is a bit concerning because you went up against a team that is built to disrupt what you have as a roster. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a very big basketball team. Mm-hmm. That is what you can do to disrupt the Bucks. We had anonymous quotes yesterday. I know we've been talking a lot about anonymous quotes today from a GM from the East that said, I think that bigs in the East can mess with the Bucks," And we saw it last night. Now, they also didn't have Brooke Lopez playing, so I don't mm-hmm. know how much you know, we can take away from that. But they certainly messed with the pick-and-roll ability of Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if you can do that, you can mess with the Bucks' offense because that's going to pretty much do what they're going to do. They're going to run pick-and-roll, they're going to run pick-and-roll, run pick-and-roll, and just try to kill you with points. If you, but if they can't stop you defensively, which they couldn't last night, Dame struggled defensively last night, and that's why he was tired on the offensive end, that's, the, that's how you beat the Bucks. All that being said, they're going to crush people this year. <laughs> they're going to no, be no, very 100%, good. They're going to be great. But it's going to come down to, in the playoffs, can you outscore, outscore, outscore? You're going to have to have somebody step up and be that third guy. In theory, it's still Chris Middleton, but is that knee going to hold up? It's been re- it's been weird this offseason. But like, if, if your main if your main if your main competition of the Eastern Conference is the Celtics, can you really count on outscoring the Celtics starting five? No, see, no, 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 you can't. You have to try to hold them. You have to try to hold it together defensively. I feel like it's just it's tough. It's tough. The Celtics have created something that I don't know if everybody has their eyes on at this particular moment. But I, my, I keep bringing up my antennas being up. My antennas are up on, on the Eastern you. Conference. I think Peyton Pritchard's going to have a huge year, and, and the, it's going to be Celtics. it's going to be a factor for him. He's going to be a little X factor. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. He's trust, been good in the preseason. Though. Trust me, Gabe. Trust. Trust. Trust me. Trust. Trust. They got Peyton, rid of Brogdon for a reason. Big Peyton Pritchard guy. Big Peyton Pritchard guy. Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. I, I don't know. That just what? It, fits. it fits, Connor. It fits. <laughs> he's you being scrappy. A Peyton, he's a glue yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a glue guy. Yes, exactly. Exactly yeah. why it fits. Yeah, that's you. That's you, Connor. You're scrappy. You're a glue guy. I am a glue guy. Yes. I do the dirty work out there. I no. play an old man game. Now, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's G-A-B-E-K, my promo code, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. We have some jaw talk to get to. I'm not going to hide it. Jeff Calkins is next, 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 